Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last week, Lady Gaga hit the headlines, but it had nothing to do with her music or any of the outrageous stunts the singer is known for. It was because of her dogs. An extraordinary story is unfolding in the US this morning. The man employed to walk Lady Gaga's dogs has been shot multiple times in a public ambush to steal her prized bulldogs. The singer's beloved pets have now been returned to her, but it may have nothing to do with the thieves wanting to keep a famous and very rich person's animals for ransom. Today, we're looking at why designer dog theft is on the rise and what we can do to make sure we don't become victims or part of the problem. Just a heads up that this episode of The Quickie describes a crime in detail and plays some footage from the actual event. If this is triggering for you, maybe sit this one out and pop back in tomorrow. On February 24, Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, took her three French bulldogs, Gustave, Miss Asia and Koji, out for their nightly exercise near his home in Los Angeles. As the four of them trotted along Sierra Bonita Avenue in Hollywood around 9.40pm, they were confronted by two men who jumped out of a car, shot Fisher in the chest and grabbed two of the dogs. The entire incident was caught on surveillance camera from a nearby home. Fisher wrote on Instagram while recovering in hospital, As blood poured from my gunshot wound, an angel trotted over and laid next to me. My panicked screams calmed as I looked at her, even though it registered that the blood pooling around her tiny body was my own. The angel he's referring to is Miss Asia, who managed to escape being dognapped and who stayed by his side until emergency crews arrived. Fisher wrote, I cradled Asia as best I could, thanked her for all the incredible adventures we'd been on together, apologised that I couldn't defend her brothers, and then resolved that I would still try and save them and myself. I looked back at my guardian angel, I smiled at her shaking form, thankful that at least she would be okay. This witness, who was one of the first on the scene, said Fisher didn't want to let that little dog go. He was holding it so close, he didn't want to let it go. It was his responsibility, like his baby, you know. Lady Gaga, who's currently working in Italy, put up a $500,000 reward for their return, a move that some have criticised, saying it would only encourage more celebrities' animals to be targeted. But a few days later, a woman took the dogs to police, saying she'd found them tied to a pole in an alleyway. Investigators say she's not believed to be linked to the men who took them. While this seems like something that would only happen in Hollywood, it's not the case. The theft of popular pet breeds has been an issue for many years here in Australia. And right now, with the French Bulldog being one of the most popular breeds in the world, there have been many cases of breeders and owners being targeted for their animals across the country. Despite their name, the origins of the French Bulldog can be traced back to England. 
The original breed belonged to the Molossians, an ancient Greek tribe, with Phoenician traders then spreading them across the world. The British used them as bull-baiting animals, hence the name bulldog. But when the sport was outlawed in 1835, they were out of a job. To decrease their size, they were bred with terriers, and the toy bulldog was born. When unemployed lacemakers moved to France during the Industrial Revolution, they took toy bulldogs with them. And while they were bred less and less in England, they became very popular across France, leading them to their modern name, the French Bulldog. Over the next 100 years, the dogs have been bred for their size and appearance and have, through the course of that breeding, inherited some genetic complications. Now, more than 80% of litters are conceived through artificial insemination and delivered by a caesarean section as their slim hips make natural breeding difficult. They're prone to breathing difficulties due to their flatter faces and can have issues with their spines due to the fact that breeders have selectively chosen the dwarf examples of bulldogs to mate. They also have issues with their eyes, skin and knees. Despite all that, though, they are as popular now as they've ever been. Australian National Kennel Council stats show in 2004 there were 228 French Bulldogs registered in Australia. By 2016, that number had jumped to 4,122. Co-host of the Canine Paradigm podcast, Glenn Cook, says their popularity is understandable as they make perfect companions and even tap into our basic need to protect cute small things. Well, I can speak on my own behalf because I actually own French Bulldogs. We have three, my wife and I. They're full of zest, full of energy. I'd have to say it's because they're very cute little dogs, especially as puppies. They're just absolutely adorable. It's very hard to go past a French Bulldog when you're looking at puppies. I mean, most people fall in love with baby animals and baby puppies and kittens, but French Bulldogs just have that exceptionally cute little look when they're little baby puppies. So I think that's a huge attracting factor, considering that they're splashed all over social media and people are dressing them up as little cartoon characters and all sorts of things. And they have that very anthropomorphic baby sort of face that people are very attracted to. The big eyes, the little squished face. Most conferences that I've been to where there's been people who are involved in behavioral sciences and so forth determine that, especially for people without children, they're very attracted to the French bulldog face because they actually have that characteristics of a baby which arouses the maternal and paternal instincts in people, so they say. Now, people are paying on average between four and $6,000 Australian for a French bulldog, but we do hear that some versions of French bulldogs can go for up to anywhere around $20,000. Why is that? What is it about those particular dogs that people are so keen to get their hands on? I've actually heard them exceeding that into the 30s and so on. I think what happens is there's a lot of people that have what they consider or call the exotic side of the breed. So they'll have different colors and different styles and a different pedigree that people are wanting to get their hands on. And that will generally drive the price up. How do you then keep them safe? I mean, you can't pop them in the safe and put a lock and key on it. You know, how do you keep a dog that's incredibly popular right now from being targeted by thieves? One of the suggestions is just be mindful about how much you're posting, what you're doing, where you're going, et cetera, on social media. What a lot of people tend to do these days is because they're on Instagram and Facebook and uh, all the other ones that are popping up now, Pinterest and so forth, is they're posting everything that they're doing. And that's what people are looking for. 
obviously you don't want to live a life that you're completely sheltered and that you can't have any fun or any enjoyment. But if you're basically telling the world where you are, what you're doing, what your dogs are doing at home, where you live, what neighborhood you're in, you're literally leaving a geotagging map straight to your front door. So you've got to be aware that although there are a lot of really good people in the world, there are some people whose intentions aren't so good. And if they're targeting around looking at stealing dogs, well, that's what they will do. They will follow trends. You know, they know that there is a dog that's had pups. They basically know how old they are. And if the time is right, if all the stars align for them, you're away, the dog's at home, easy access, especially for little breeds like that where they're out guardian breeds, they can quickly get in and out, grab the puppies and they're gone. So again, I don't want to arouse people and make them think, oh my God, I'm going to be the target of thefts. But just be aware of what you're sending out to the community when you're starting to advertise things online. Glenn, how do we then as potential French bulldog owners not become a part of the problem? Is it a case of making sure we buy from a reputable breeder and not, say, through something like Gumtree? Well, what I would suggest is that people do their research, like they ask a lot of questions and don't impulse buy. That tends to be a big problem in buying puppies. And again, especially the little French bulldogs. And if people think that there's desperation, that there's a lack of puppies around, which there are not, there are plenty of puppies around, people need to just wait They need to know about the history of the dogs themselves, which will help you ultimately in health and welfare of the dogs as well. Glenn, tell us about your Frenchies. What are their names? What are their personalities like? We have three. Our oldest is Opie. He's a male. I have another one called Ladybug and I have their daughter called Pixel. They're very spirited. They're very high drive. They're very energetic. They are good little indoor pets, which is basically why we got them. I'm also the owner of a couple of German Shepherds as well. The French Bulldogs are absolutely fun little dogs. They really entertain you and give you a lot of things to laugh about. We completely adore them and we really enjoy their company as well. They do come with their problems at times. There are things that you need to be aware of when you're getting French Bulldogs, such as they are prone to some injuries as well. Uh, The unfortunate side of one of our dogs, Ladybug, she injured herself jumping off furniture and caused herself quite a mischief and us quite a upset for a while because it was a little bit touch and go with her. But fortunately, she's recovered since then and we've got her back on track. But she certainly caused herself some lifelong issues by basically being too energetic and too sprightly. I've heard them described as the clowns of the dog world. Would you agree? We often call them the little jesters of the dog world and that is certainly the case. They are very funny. They are very comical. They do the weirdest little things from time to time. They can be very ignorant when it suits them. So people need to be aware that training a French bulldog isn't impossible, but it certainly adds more difficulty to it because they can be in their own little world sometimes. As a French bulldog owner, what would you say to critics of the breed who say that due to the genetic issues that a lot of them inherit, that we should stop buying them and stop breeding them? There are definitely concerns with French bulldogs and brachycephalic breeds such as pugs and so forth. And I know that there's probably breeders hearing this and they're rolling their eyes and sighing and saying, here comes another one. But I think being an owner of the dogs and being somebody who has been involved in them and I care for them and I help people train them, there are caveats around owning such a breed such as a French bulldog and any other brachycephalic breed. The reason I'm saying this is because anytime there is hot weather, you have to be extremely mindful of overheating issues. There are spinal issues that you also need to be aware of. 
And there are at times issues with things like luxating patellas, which is the knee popping out in the rear. There are a lot of people who are doing unscrupulous breeding, like they're just breeding for profit or breeding to supply and demand for the market. So do a little research, spend time and don't be in a rush and don't be so impulsive to buy a puppy. The pandemic and the demand for dogs to keep us company as we spent more time locked in our homes led to the price of puppies across the country going up. The demand made it even more lucrative to the thieves who then advertised through free sites like Gumtree. That demand also meant the puppy farming business has become even more lucrative. And while there are laws in some states, like in Victoria, that ensures the number of female dogs allowed at any one breeding centre is capped at 10, there aren't the same rules for those numbers in New South Wales. There are now calls for animal cruelty laws to become nationally consistent so that if someone's found guilty of cruelty due to puppy farming in one state, they won't be able to simply cross a border and set up shop again. The number of dogs reported stolen over a five-year period up to 2017 in Victoria was 900. In that same time frame, 800 dogs were taken in New South Wales. And while that doesn't seem like a large number the vast majority of those thefts go unsolved, leaving the owners to mourn the loss of their beloved furry friend. If you're the owner of a designer dog, you probably already know that they're at risk of being stolen. You probably get asked regularly on top of what type of dog it is and what's his or her name is how much did they cost. As long as the demand is there, so too are people willing to exploit it. So do your research before you adopt, microchip your fur baby, and give them extra snuggles today. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if you've had a baby recently, not of the fur variety, the human variety, you're probably just starting to find out that your beauty routine will need a bit of a post-bub shake-up. With hormones freaking out and sleep deprivation kicking in big time, the You Beauty crew have got you covered. What I want you to do, and these are all optional because it's going to sound like a lot and you're like, oh, I've got a newborn. <laughs> but exfoliation is really important. You want to use an AHA maybe two to three times a week or a BHA if you've got hormonal breakouts post-pregnancy, but not if you're breastfeeding because BHA is not ideal if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. So some sort of chemical exfoliant. Speaking of breastfeeding, if you are doing that please, 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 heaps of water, which is really important first and foremost for your breast milk and for your baby, but also for your skin and your even your fatigue levels. If you're dehydrated, you'll be more tired. Check out You Beauty in your podcast app today. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.